Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. G-A-L-D-E-M G-A-L-D-E-M This song is good. Welcome to season three of Growing Up with Galdem. Inspired by our book, I Will Not Be Erased, our stories about growing up as people of colour. My name is Charlie Frankhurst-Cuff. I'm the editor-in-chief at Galdem. Galdem is an award-winning media company committed to platforming the voices, perspectives and creative work of people of colour of marginalised genders. Each week on the podcast, we invite a guest to respond to old diary entries, letters or text messages from their younger selves. The point is to nurture important discussions about growing up. I'm Natty Katambala. I'm a former editor and longtime contributor at Galdem. You can find Growing Up with Galdem on Apple Podcasts, the Acast app, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Today on the podcast, we are joined by the amazing Shaidea Caldwell, who is a spirit-led guide and wellness educator based in the US. For five years, she's run an empowerment platform called Black Girl Magic, which she is now turning into a digital wellness sanctuary, which we'll talk about in a bit more depth later. But the reason why we're so keen to speak to Shaidea is because she helps Black women specifically deepen their individual power with remothering, sisterhood and ancestral healing. Her work is a response to her intertwined self-care journey and the current wellness state of the Western world. It's so great to have you on the show today, Shaidea. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. 
So yeah, just to to start us off, having read your incredible biography, we had a question. We'd love to know what it means to be remothered, because I know that's part of your sort of practice. And it's a term that I've actually never come across before. So I was wondering if to kick us off, you could explain what that means. Of course. I would say remothering is about learning how to mother yourself in the ways that you didn't get within your childhood. And specifically, you can work with therapists on remothering. There's certain therapists that might specialize in that as a subject or topic, but it's also something you can really do by yourself as well. It involves like different journaling methods that help you get to the root of things within your childhood that affect you in your adulthood, specifically as it relates to the mother. So that's one way. And is that a process that you think you've had to kind of do for yourself? And could you tell us a bit about, you know, how that might have changed you or shaped you as a person? I absolutely have had to do that for myself. And I also feel like that's something that I'll be continuing doing for a long time. I feel like remothering is not a process that it's just like one day. I feel like remothering is a process throughout our lifetime because we're always remembering ourselves are uncovering things that relate directly to our childhood um, more than we know. And for myself, I've really had to really had to take the time to break down how my childhood has affected me, especially having parents with mental health disorders and how that affects the child growing up. Thank you for sharing that. I think even just in terms of the fact that the term is like called remothering, it seems really interesting to me how much of this, I don't know how to word this, like how much importance there is and significance to like a maternal figure in a person's development. And I don't know if that's something that we always talk about, or I just find it really, really fascinating how much it can shape a human being in their whole life, even when you have a mother that's present or not present. You know? Absolutely. I, I think some, I actually was talking about this in therapy today about learned behaviors from our environment, um, whether that's our parents, whether that's our aunt or uncle, cousins, whatever, but we learn behaviors. And I think generational healing is about breaking the behaviors that do not serve us, do not serve our community, and do not serve our lineage. So that's what a lot of my work is about. That's gorgeous. And I can see how important that would specifically be for Black women. And I guess this is a nice segue just to hear a little bit more before we get into your extract, a little bit more about Black Girl Magic. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you're sort of still developing Black Girl Magic and it's it's sort of going through the process of being launched. I'd love to hear about like what you're kind of up to behind the scenes and how you envisaged it kind of being rolled out as a platform. So with Black Girl Magic, for those who don't know, we have been creating healing and empowerment spaces for Black women and femmes for over the past five years. Um, and because of things shifting in America and across the across the world, really, we want to adapt and really create an environment that nurtures Black women and femmes, that values their voices and that gives them a space to really hone in on what generational healing is, but also identifying generational trauma within their personal lives. So 
we're building a digital membership platform and we've been working on it since last year. We're working with a creative agency called Rowan Co. They're based in New York and LA. They're so great. I'm super excited about it. And then we're also working with a um, community strategy agency who is really helping us with like our new principles and our mission and you know, our language and, you know, even down to like when we do our beta testing and preparing us for the whole entire launch, you know? And so we do feel really supported by those two and helping us move that forward. And I would say a really important part is that we're also crowdfunding in this process. We're not taking VC. Um, That's something personally that we've found for us that didn't really align. Um, with how we want to move forward. And so we decided to crowdfund. So we've been crowdfunding for about four months and we're hoping to have our crowdfunding go completed by April, the latest. Um, Right now we're at 17K and the goal is to get at 77K. Nice. That's. I mean, it's interesting you mentioned the VC thing because I I always wonder when you're sort of launching a holistic kind of platform, how do you do that in an ethical way? Like how how do you sort of um, make sure that you're both get, yeah getting money and and spreading the the resource and the wealth in a way that feels ethical? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. It became really simple because I did a lot of research when I was still um, in New York City and looking at different VC firms, going to different events, um, meeting folks. And I just was like, this doesn't, you know, when something just doesn't resonate on an energetic level and like you feel like misplaced there, that's how I felt. And I'm like, nothing that I do with Black Girl Magic makes me feel this way. So I'm not going to make the biggest decision ever and place Black Girl Magic into this new type of environment that doesn't support her true authentic self because black girl magic is its own thing. I call her my Leo child. She's a Leo. I'm a Leo. (laughs) Awesome. I love that. Yeah. I got her birth chart done by my, um, my really great friend, Tamisha Monet, who is an amazing astrologer and does it from an ancestral approach as well. But through learning those things, I'm like, she deserves to be loud. She deserves to be proud. And I feel like being in that environment will kind of silence her in a way because through learning about VC and learning how, you know, they get a percentage of your company, but also they have say-so. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel about people having say-so who don't have the background or the experiences of a Black woman our fam and I and I do understand there are black VC firms and like black investors and stuff and I think that's amazing and I think that is important so I don't want to make it seem like they're not there because they definitely are. I just think for us particularly and when it came to black girl magic, I was like this is something I would want to pass down to my children and continue over and I want it to be within the family. And so that's why I chose it. It just simply didn't align. And I listened to my intuition and I listened to my voice. I don't care if I spent six months going to VC events. That doesn't change the fact that if this doesn't resonate, it doesn't resonate. 
Yeah, I think that's so important. Um, sorry to to pivot away, but just to get the birth chart conversation going for a second, what star sign are you? <laughs> oh, I'm an Aries. Aries, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I, I never used to know my star sign, but recently, like the last year and a half, maybe it's this 2020 energy. I'm, I've gotten so into it. Um, yeah, interesting. Carly, what are you? Oh, do I have to say... <laughs> Is it Gem? Is it Gemini? No, no, no. It's one of the other, the other hated ones, though. I'm born in November. Shadea might know it. Scorpio. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love Scorpio. Scorpio women are amazing, and I and I love I love all the signs. I feel like honestly, when people hate on a sh- like signs, I'm like, <laughs> you can't see my face, but I'm uh, looking, rolling my eyes. <laughs> it's, it's not about the sign. It's about the person. Like every person is different. And, so you know, you can have a mature and evolved version of the sign. And then you can have a sign that's not mature and, and not evolved. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that's what people are speaking more to the person as an individual versus what their sign is actually is. Also, like just to tie it into everything else, it's like there are so many other factors that shape who you are as a person and how you react to things that, you know, sign is just one of the, it's just the lens through which you see it, in my opinion. Cool. So, Shadea, I think we would love to hear your extract now. It got Natty and I thinking a lot. So we've got lots of questions for you about it. Yes. Dear Shadea, you have always felt spirit, the visions, the body vibrations, and the physical presence of ancestors. You grew up searching for a sense of identity, but you learned you've always known yourself and your sense of ancestral roots has been with you your whole life. This life is simply about remembering yourself. Before you were born, you chose this life, and as you got older, you worked with great mysteries, exploring the unknown and creating a balm of healing for communities. You made a commitment that was deeply understood when you got into your 20s. You're going to leave South Carolina to move to New York City because your great grandmother says something very important to you that awakens a realization. No one in your family will stop you because they know you will. You will experience very hard things and have moments where you feel like giving up. But you never do because you understand this destiny and calling is bigger than you. You understand you are a vessel and giving up is disrupting the plans the ancestors have so carefully weaved together for our collective transformation and that we are all a part of dream work tapestry. You move back to the South again because you realize the importance of moving spirit-led and with the flow. And then finally, understand the importance of not forcing what ego thinks should happen. When you write this, you say, I am not just the artist, but I am also the masterpiece, a part of long life ritual and ceremony to birth universal change. Wow, that is gorgeous. Thank you for sharing that with us. How long ago did you write that? And it it reads like it's a a kind of retrospective letter to yourself. Is that right? Yes, it is. I wrote it last year, a couple of months ago. Nice. And were you just sort of reflecting on your journey and how sort of far you'd come? Was there something that spurred you on to write it a couple of months ago? 
I would say yes. Um, so last year I was working on launching my personal brand and site and which is a, honestly a little late because I've been doing Black Girl Magic for five years. And luckily enough, because of the experiences that the women had and the impact of our mutual presence, I was able to keep connecting with folks and people still knew about me regardless of me having my website up. But last year, I felt it was super important to have my website and to tell my story. Mm. Um, to tell my story, to create the narrative that aligns with who I am so that people wouldn't tell it for me, mm. um, so that they know who I am and would speak that truth out into the world when sharing about me or my work. You spoke about the importance of, of writing your own story. Is this something that you encourage sort of other people you do, the people you work with to do? Because I, I really like that. Like only you can really know your experiences. Only you can know what you've been through. And it's especially in the sort of like internet age, it's so easy for other people to sort of plaster these narratives or labels onto you. Yeah. So I like that you kind of reclaimed that, that power. Thank you. I think it's so important during this time, especially the age we live in of social media. And like, if you think about it, when you're scrolling on the internet and on these social media platforms, you're listening to everyone else's perspectives and opinions. And when you're doing that, it doesn't really allow space for you to hear your own voice. Mm the inside voice. And once I realized that for myself, I said, I need to take some time away from looking at everyone else's perspectives and opinions and listen to my voice, whether that was through meditation, whether that was through spending time at my ancestral altar, whether that was through journaling and honestly reading like books that helped me to get to the narrative of who I am. I was going to say that I feel like that's such a good point in terms of actually creating space for, your, for you to be still, to actually understand how you feel about things. I think that's something that definitely the last year, especially while so much chaos has obviously been happening, I think it's it's afforded some people the space to finally pause and figure out themselves for themselves was that key to your writing this letter was it was it it was during 2020 right mm -hmm. yeah yeah I do I do feel like that was a part of the reason um being able to be still for throughout that year and be with myself it helped me to go inside and do a lot of inner reflection and I also feel like a really profound experience I had in 2019. So I have a godfather. His name is Ade Ufunian. He is a Babalao and Ifa and a Hudu practitioner. He passed away last year, but he gave me a very profound, magical, breathtaking experience in 2019. So with his work, he had a nonprofit called Gullah Society where he spent a lot of time finding and, and looking for Black folks who weren't properly buried in the ground. And because of that, 
he was able to rebury African folks in the ground here in the United States, specifically in South Carolina, and to properly honor them. And he will honor them with an African ceremony and he gave them names. He did a African naming ceremony. Um, they poured libations for the ancestors and it was all these beautiful elders around me. And I just felt so loved and so supported. And so he had that event specifically for his nonprofit Gullah Society and them reburying the folks properly into the ground. And that just like, it honestly changed my life. One of the most important moments in my life was attending that event. And I feel like it gave me so much clarity about who I am as a person and, or what my culture and what my heritage is, how my ancestors um, within the uh, the United States, um, specifically the Gullah Geechee folks, lived and celebrated and were in community with one another. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. For anyone who sort of doesn't know about the Gullah people, I I didn't get the second half of, of your description, sorry. Yeah, could you tell our listeners a little bit about their history? 
Yeah. So the Gullah Geechee folks are people within South Carolina and also throughout the East Coast. And they have preserved the traditions of West Africa. So when they came over to South Carolina, they continued to do different cultural things and traditions that were brought with them. And they have their own land and they live on the land together. They, you know, grow on the land together. They celebrate on the land together. And the work they're doing is super, super important because I think sometimes, specifically as it pertains to African-Americans, we, they may not feel like they have a spiritual or cultural culture in that perspective, and they do. And it's just about sourcing back to it and finding it again. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I, I don't know if you've seen this film as well, Natty, Daughters of the Dust is where I first came in. No, it's on my list. Yeah, you should watch it. Um, it it's a beautiful film. And um, yeah, Sh- uh, Shade, I don't, I, I'm sure you've seen it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen it most of the time. It's a great film about Gullah folks. And it was shot in St. Helena Island which I've been to. It's the most beautiful place I've ever been to in my life. Wow. It feels like it feels like I'm in Africa, even though I'm not. Daughters of the Dust is one of the was one of the inspirations for Beyonce's lemonade as well, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just the notion of reburying is such a powerful one. And I'm I'm so pleased that you're able to have that experience with your your godfather before he passed away. But yeah, it's, it, it sounds incredible and I learned a bit about B- Babalaos. Apologies if I'm pronouncing that wrong. When I went to Cuba in 2019, and that was really cool, and they did like a little naming ceremony. I, I liked that I could like relate to some of what you were saying um, as you were saying it. It's really cool to to get that understanding of your ancestry, especially if your heritage is you know is caught up in in enslavement and you've been, yeah. you've been torn away from so much. Yeah. You mentioned that you used to live in New York, um, and then yeah. you obviously in your letter you talked about. Uh, moving back and like leaving the cities and a lot of like movement across the country and I was wondering if there was a particular significance of different locations for you in your spiritual journey as well. I think that every place I've been has impacted me in some way and I would say returning to the south just the south in general of the United States it reminded me of how much I needed the stillness of the South. And I feel like the South is a place where I can hear myself. A place where I can feel my ancestors. And I'm not saying I couldn't feel them in New York because I I definitely could. They're with you always. They're they're within you, right? But I don't know how to explain it. You just got to go to the South to experience it. And I think one of the, the most profound places for me is where I'm from, South Carolina, um, especially uh, St. Helena Island, Beaufort area, um, Charleston, and uh, also the coast of Georgia. I feel like those places are very rich in spirit and very profound for me and to the point where I can just feel it like tingles in my body being in the presence of those spaces. It's like laying in a body of water and like the water washing over you and cleansing you. That's what it feels like in those places. 
I wanted to sort of go back further in time to baby Shidea. <laughs> um, and it's, it's probably a question you get asked all the time, but I am genuinely curious. Have you always found it easy to connect with the more spiritual side of yourself? And what would you say to those who are sort of maybe a bit younger than, than, than you or I and who are just coming into themselves? And what would your sort of advice be to them on their journey into spiritualism if they, if they decide to take partake on one? Yeah. I definitely would say for me, um, I've always felt a very ancestral presence with me. But again, I think for my life journey, my destiny has been about remembering who I was before I came here. And so at a young age, it was so many different things. One, I grew up with all my great grandmothers. So my great grandmother, who was 100 years old, she literally just passed away like a few days ago. Mm-hmm. So and, and, you know, she lived a long life. So I'm not sad about it, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's more to say I'm grateful that I had the presence of them. Because I know they passed down so much wisdom to me, wisdom that I could not even see with my eyes, but I could feel now. And I also would say I've had some interesting experiences, especially in my grandmother's and my great grandmother's houses. So, you know, I remember waking up uh, one night, actually, I was sleeping in the bed with my grandma and I call her mama. and. I woke up and literally I woke up <laughs> and I looked straight ahead and there was like a spirit there. Like I could visibly see the spirit in full body and I still remember it to this day. And I was so scared. Like I thought I was going to pee on myself or something. <laughs> I was so scared. And I just remember like, getting under the covers and snuggling under my mama and going back to sleep. And I told her about it the next day and she was like, Oh, that's interesting. But I feel like sometimes like when it comes to like ancestral and spiritual experiences, elders are not always going to give you an answer. They're just going to say, Oh, that's interesting <laughs> because you're not always ready. Like I was, I don't know. I was like maybe like eight or nine years old. If she would have told me more about what that meant for me and my lineage, I wasn't ready for that. And so that was an experience. And then also with my Nana, who's my great grandmother, she taught me many things. She had me gardening with her. She had me cleaning fish, which I hated. Um, fry, we fried fish every Friday, you know, I would go fishing with her and these things might seem mundane or very normal. Right. But once you get more into the history of African American culture, culture, uh, specifically as it relates to spiritual traditions, you learn it's much more than that. Me bathing my grandma, wanting to bathe my nana's feet, you know, that's not just me bathing her feet, you know, and it's not like I've seen other people bathing feet. So I'm like, this is something that I carried with me from my past life. This is something that I'm remembering because 
as I've started doing research and learning different things, you, you learn that bathing an elder's feet is actually very a spiritual thing to do, um, an ancestral thing to do. Uh, me and my grandmother would go outside and uh, pull the clothes off the, the line, you know, and fold the clothes together. It's just like very simple things that seem simple, but they're not simple. Me braiding my grandmother's hair, that's not simple. It's not. That's how wisdom is passed down. And if you know, you know. And if you don't know and you want to know, you can know. You know, but it's about going through the process of starting to uncover who am I? Who are my ancestors? Who are my lineage? Making sure you're preserving the stories. What do they like to eat? You know, uh, what did they enjoy doing? What what music was their favorite? Those things are actually super important. And so that's where I would encourage people to start is to preserve the, the history of their living elders before they become ancestors, because it's going to help you so much in your journey to understanding yourself and the traditions of your specific lineage. Because at the end of the day, we're all spiritual in a sense, right? It's just elevating and and vibrating higher and, and elevating our frequencies to be in the alignment with our higher selves. Sometimes I think when we when we like search for spirituality or we have an idea of what it is to like, you know, reach that other place, we think of it as almost like a magic switch or something that you can just turn on. Um, but it's so important to think about like how to archive and just like be present in the things that are happening right now and document and preserve what we might take for granted as just completely normal traditions or routines or just like members of our own family that are that are the history. So I think that's just such an important point. Cool. So we're coming to the end of the podcast now, actually. Oh, but, that was nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, you spoke so beautifully and I feel like we've got a real insight into, into family history, which is just wonderful to learn about and actually something we don't get to hear about too often because I feel like, you know, as, as you say, not everyone has, has taken the time or, or done the work to, to learn about their family history or hasn't been able to for various reasons. So it, it's super special that you've been able to access so many great grandparents. I don't think, I don't think any of my great grandparents were alive by the time I was born, actually. Um, but yeah. I think I met one. Um, yeah. But it, honestly, that is such, it's so incredible to think that and and not just a case of like when you were young like to the, the fact that she's only passed away recently like that is such a wealth of experience and generations beyond you know that yeah so special we were wondering if you had any advice that you would give to your younger self if you could whether that's around this family history whether it's around something else to do with your practice I would say keep reading and keep writing I mean that encapsulates so much to for sure so yeah this is could sound really really embarrassing but it's just like really interesting to me that we're having this conversation now because I remember just like three days ago just randomly because I'm I'm at home in Malawi which is the country I was born in and where most of my family is from yeah and I'm just having a great time just being back on the continent and not in London Babylon whatever you want to call it um and so so I was thinking recently about I don't know if you've seen the film Coco, right? The Disney film. Oh my gosh, yes. I recently watched it. Don't you think it's I gotta I, watch it again though? 
I know exactly. I've watched it like three times over like like six months, and then I'd watch it again. And I was just thinking about like the core message of that film, which I think is kind of similar to what we're talking about here, which is like it's very spiritual. Yeah, like we mm-hmm. are the people who can remember like the generations before us and without like memory is just such a crucial part of keeping like our families and our histories and our identities alive. And I was just thinking about it the other day. So this, this conversation feels very serendipitous. One final question. What do you think your younger self would think about where you are today? I think my younger self would be like, wow, she's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, <laughs> Only because growing up, um, I read a lot. Uh, there was this thing at my uh, elementary school, middle school called Accelerated Reader, which meant you read the most books in the school. That was me every year. So I read a lot. And a lot of the books I read about were about African and African American culture and history because I was trying to learn who I was, I was trying to remember. You know, and so I would say, wow, look how much you remembered. You should be proud of yourself. Oh, my God. That is is amazing. Perfect. 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 Thank you so much for that. Thank you for what you do, for being here, holding it down. Thank you all for asking wonderful questions and guiding the conversation. They're great. Thank you so much for your wisdom. Have the best day. I personally feel like it's reminding me of like the importance of actually speaking to my family while they're alive and like archiving your own family history. I feel like it's something that you almost like, you always think about doing, but you never actually go ahead and do. It's like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if we had a family tree or like if I could like trace my lineage or whatever. But I I feel like a a slightly like new, newfound motivation to actually start Mm -hmm. those conversations. It's just, but also the idea that like when you learn something that you're actually remembering something, I thought that was really interesting. For someone who who obviously doesn't identify as being particularly spiritual or uh, and so on and so forth, I actually have done a fair bit of that work. Like in terms of I've, I've interviewed my grandma and I've recorded uh, as much as I could get out of her. It was quite a struggle. I've <laughs> I, I recorded sort of bits of her, her history and that was a really important process for me in terms of feeling grounded. And also when I did Mother Country and I got to interview loads of different elders from the Caribbean, like that was such a genuinely like grounding process. I was like, okay, you know, I've, I've lived my life being like, oh, like, I don't know who I am. I'm like a black person who grew up in Scotland. Da, 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 da. And then suddenly I was like, I have this wealth of information which actually connects me to this country in a way that I didn't realise it did before. And so, yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I would just recommend it to anyone. <laughs> I also think, like, as journalists, like, we can't take for granted, like, we already have the skill. It's already there. And, like, people like you are already doing that work of documenting it in a public facing way with stuff like mother country and people of the Windrush generation, like the least we can do is, you know, treat yeah, your own family as, as your subjects. I even think back to when I was little, my dad um, did a really sweet thing for me, which is that he'd write stories and then he would record them. And then I'd, I'd always have like my own, like personalized, like audio books. And I know it's not like real stories, but like I often think back to those tapes and I wonder where they are. And I'd, I'd love to, be able to sort of like pass them down because, like, similarly, mm. I feel like they have that bit of 
like his family history or they will contain family history that um that is is uh, very meaningful for me on a personal level and hopefully would be to my extended family yeah if that that's so cute yeah oh this has been an II Studios production. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget, you can sign up to become a member at gal-dem.com for access to exclusive discounts with our favourite brands and partners, early access to tickets for Galdem events, an advanced copy of our annual print issue, and so much more. Make sure you're following us on all major social media platforms at Galdemzine for the latest independent journalism or visit our website, which is gal-dem.com. Galdem has a book, I Will Not Be Erased, Our Stories About Growing Up as People of Colour. It's available in all good bookstores or online. If you loved this episode of Growing Up with Galdem, be sure to subscribe, rate and leave a review. We'll catch you on the next episode. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.